Hello everyone. Welcome again to the Mount Zion podcast and thank you so much for joining me for another in the series of No Longer Silent. I'm your host Navita Milton Riley. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, where have you been? For those of you who are joining us for the second or the third time, whenever you hear this episode, we are so happy to have you. Today's episode will be, I think, a little bit on the lighter side. Our guest today is Sister Melanie Edwards. She's from the Pimento Walk Assembly in Ocherias, Jamaica. She will be sharing her story with us of how God brought her through a rather painful experience. Um, I, I don't want to get into it too much because I want Sister Edwards to really share her um, story. So Sister Edwards, welcome and thank you so much for joining me this evening. Thank you so much for having me. All right, so before we get into it, I just wanted to tell, tell us a little bit about yourself, how you became a part of the church. Okay, I have been a part of the Mount Zion Sanctuary Assembly, Pimento Walk Assembly for since 2006. Okay. I actually used to attend New Testament Church of God. And for a period there, I started to hear, read, hear and read about the Sabbath. And I was kind of a bit confused because to be quite honest, other than Seventh-day Adventists, I didn't know at that time about any other Sabbath assemblies. Okay. I just thought it was a Seventh-day Assembly, um, Seventh-day Adventist. Mm-hmm. So I was reading everything I was reading just had to do with Sabbath. And I was hearing about it. I'm saying, what is this? I'm just bombarded about this Sabbath thing. But um, I, I told her I was going to that church. So I, I had a friend who was going to Seventh-day Adventist mm-hmm. in Runaway Bay. And they, they invited me. But so when I went, I went to Sabbath. And it was not to my taste because if you probably don't know anything about the um, New Testament church. I do. But the worship is, yes. yeah, the worship is sort of like ours. Yes. You know, very vibrant. And yes. Very right. And if you go to an Adventist church, all they say is happy Sabbath. Yes. And they do what they're doing. And it's, it's just not my taste. Uh-huh. So when I went there, I was wondering, what is this? This is not, this is, I, I just never understood what was going on. So I never went back, continued to go to my church, but I was, you know, I wanted more. Mm-hmm. So I, there was Brother Smith from my church, Brother Smith. He worked in uh, Salem where I live oh. and uh, he used to come to my supermarket. And we, one of the time I invited him to uh, um, customer appreciation was on a Saturday mm-hmm. and he informed me that he couldn't come because he was a Sabbath keeper. So when I heard about it and you know me wanting to know more about the Sabbath, I asked him, which church yeah. do you go? And he explained to me, so I realized that it was not an Adventist. Mm-hmm. So I invited me and I went to Pimento Walk and the rest of it is it's history. It's history. I became a part of the church. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing that. Because I, I didn't know that you were coming from a from a first day church. So yes. um that's that's actually something that I'm learning about you 
tonight. Um, so you were telling me earlier of how you had an ectopic pregnancy and you actually lost it. So tell us a little bit more about that story. What, what, what was that like for you? Okay. All right. So about 10 years ago, I found out that I was pregnant. Mm -hmm. In my old age. <laughs> Never thought I would have any other kids. I have a boy and I have a girl. Mm -hmm. And I honestly was not looking for that any at all. Right. But then when I found out that I was pregnant, I was shocked, shocked. Mm -hmm. And I was not happy. I was not happy at all because I never planned to have any more. Mm -hmm. So when I told my husband, he was also not happy about the whole thing. And we were there, but we are, what are we going to do? You know, we just have to do what we have to do. Right. So I'm there, you know, thinking about starting over again and everything. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to just try to make the best of the situation, both right. of us. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that was basically my train of thought at that time. Mm -hmm. And then one, one, um, one night, I was here at home, and I felt a sharp pain. I felt a sharp pain in my belly area. Mm -hmm. I, it was just one sharp pain. And it stopped, and I said, wait, what is this? But it stopped, like, it wasn't even a minute. You know, mm -hmm. it stopped. And when it stopped, I, I I had an appointment to go to the doctor a little bit after that. So I went. So when mm -hmm. I went, I just mentioned it to him, you know, in passing that I felt a pain. Mm -hmm. And he said that he didn't like the sound of any kind of pain in early pregnancy. Okay. So he wanted me to do an ultrasound. So when I got the the, the, the um the request from him, I went over because it's close in Oteria, so my doctor was, it's close okay. walking distance. I just went over to the place mm -hmm. and they gave me an appointment for a week after the next Wednesday. So the next Wednesday I went and I did the ultrasound. And when I did ultrasound, the lady let me know that um, the baby was actually in my tube. And all the time, all the time I was a little, other than the, um, the Sharpie and the one mm -hmm. time, I wasn't feeling any pain at all. So okay. she told me that the baby was in my tube and I had to go to the doctor immediately. So I went back to the doctor immediately. And when I went, it's, it's a very busy doctor, so you have to wait a bit. And I, when I went, I found, I saw. Hello. Okay, so when I got the, the, um, the results from the ultrasound, the lady actually told me, normally they just give you the, the, um, the, the, the um, they just give you the information in a sealed envelope to bring back to the doctor. But when she realized that I was, you know, I needed to see the doctor at that very same time, she actually mm -hmm. told me, because I've done more than one ultrasound, mm -hmm. and I realized that's not, that's not the protocol. They don't normally just tell you like that. Right, right. Right. They normally just tell you that come back for the results. Like the next day, you get the results healed. You bring it to the doctor. 
and then the doctor will tell you what's on it but she realized that my situation was you know critical yeah she told me that i need to go to the doctor instantly so i went i went back to the doctor and when i did i didn't have an appointment or anything because it really wasn't my time yet but i mm -hmm. went and when i went and i was waiting i saw a friend of mine so when i was it was an older lady so i was telling her my problem what was going on and she was explaining she was saying that she cannot understand because she knows that when people come into the when people have ectopic pregnancies like the one that i had Mm -hmm. because the baby is going in the tube and the baby is stretching the tube i should be feeling a lot of pain right. and she doesn't understand why i wasn't feeling any pain at all so i you know that was the first of the miraculous experience mm -hmm. because i should have been feeling a lot of pain because that that is not the case the baby should not have been there and that that cannot you know like your stomach goes for the baby mm -hmm. the tube doesn't go like that right so right and i went to this when I went to the doctor, the doctor told me that I had to go uh, immediate. I had to go into the hospital at same day because he's going to have to take the baby the next day. Mm -hmm. So I had to go home, tell my husband, family, mm -hmm. and I had to just pack and I had to go to St. Anne's Bay. All right. Be so, before you um, continue, so I realized that we didn't quite define what an ectopic pregnancy might be for those people who are listening so it's basically where um your baby is growing outside of your uterus so it could be um in the fallopian tube like yours was or anywhere else outside of the uterus and so um symptoms for it's it's a very critical condition. Um, it's yeah, one that requires immediate medical attention, and and some of the symptoms are like um, vaginal bleeding and dizziness and a lot of pain, and so that is why you are saying no that this was a miracle because this baby was growing inside of your fallopian tubes, but you weren't feeling all of that pain. Yes, that is exactly the case. Right. And I didn't understand or know anything until the lady was explaining it to me. Mm -hmm. So when I went into the doctor, he told me the same thing. And he told me that I had to go into the, into the hospital because I had to do the surgery the next day. So I went in and the next day, I still not feeling any pain at all. Mm -hmm. The next day, I'm supposed to do the surgery. But what happened is that they have two operating rooms in um, Senna's Bay Hospital, but one was not working. Okay. So there was only one. So I went over to do the surgery. And when I went over to do the surgery, there was two C-sections that came in that had to be done before me. So I was there waiting outside for hours, basically. I went up to the theater room and everything, but I was waiting outside because when I'm supposed to go in, another c-section came in and you know so i had to wait mm. so when i waited and because according to them mine wouldn't have been as serious as those but when i finally went in and i did the surgery mm -hmm. and i came out when i came out what they normally do is that when you come out of the surgery they allow you to stay at the in the theater until you wake up 
So when in those days you actually put it to sleep. No, they don't, but in those days you put it to sleep. Okay. So when I woke up, I vomited. As soon as I woke up, I vomited. And um and remember it's the first time this is happening to me, so I don't understand why. Mm-hmm. But when I when I went back to my bed and the doctor came, the doctor explained to me that um what happened to me when I was he saying that probably because when I was on the bed waiting, my tube actually burst. Wow. My tube, yes, my tube actually burst. He said it, it, it's the first you see something like that when you actually cut and went in, it was just all blood because the tube burst and I was there on the bed and I felt nothing. I felt no pain at all. I, I oh. even though I cannot understand, I felt no pain because it wasn't like I was even in a bit of discomfort I did not feel. And mm-hmm. he, when he was explaining to me, I told him that when I woke up, I vomited. He said, probably that is because of the fact that when he went in, it was just all bloody because of what happened. Mm-hmm. And I could have died. Yeah. I could have died out there because that is a critical situation. And uh, because I was feeling no pain, he didn't realize that it had gone so bad. Mm-hmm. And when he said that. I, I I'm thankful. It's it's you know that it's a miracle basically yes. that I was alive because of what happened. I you know being out there, those things are normally you know fatal. Mm-hmm. And so when I came when I came out and when he told me, I had to just give God a lot of praise yeah. because of what he brought me through that situation, mm-hmm. through that. You know, and I came through, I came through, oh my God, I came through smiling basically because of the whole experience. The whole experience was just, to me, the whole experience was just, I just had to just continue to praise God because I'm saying that God brought me through everything. Yes, I could have died and I should have died. Yes. I should have died, but he brought me through and I didn't even realize that I was in danger. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize and when I, when I, you know, after I was in the hospital about two days after, and I, to be quite honest, I, I wasn't sad about the baby. As I told you before, mm-hmm. I didn't really want another baby. And if, if, it, it, if it didn't work out like it did, I would have had my baby. I would have been, they would have been probably about nine or 10 now. I would have mm-hmm. been mommy to baby and everything. But I didn't really want another baby, and when it when when it happened, I I wasn't sad. Okay. I was not sad. I wasn't sad. So I I was I was just thankful for everything that the Lord did for me. But I was I just continued to just worship and just to praise His holy name because He brought me through a fatal situation and. The whole procedure was just, what can I say, easy, basically. Okay. How how far along were you when you found out that you had to do the surgery? Was I two months? I think I was probably about in the two-month bracket. I know it was during this year, about two months. Okay. It was about two months. Okay. And so having doing the surgery, would would the baby have survived just being two months? No. Okay. Because when he what what he explained to me 
that when he did it, what, what the surgery that he did, the baby was not going to survive. Okay. So, mm-hmm. okay. So you knew before going into the surgery. Yes. That- yeah. He explained to me that, yes, the baby was not going to survive. So he told me that before I went in. Okay. All right. And, and um, I know you said that you, you didn't necessarily want another child. And so you weren't really grieving so to speak but how did you feel knowing that this was actually a life that was inside of you and no you know it's not there anymore okay as I told you I was just two months along Mm -hmm. so I you know that a lot of the times when we mothers even when we get pregnant and we do not you know, we are shocked and we are dismayed. After a while, when, you know, the baby's there for a while and it's growing and everything, you start to have a relationship with your child, even in the belly. Yes. And you start to, you start to, to, to love the child and mm-hmm. all of that. Mm-hmm. I didn't reach that stage. Okay. As I told you, it was just about two months. So I didn't really reach that stage. And I know that if the Lord had allowed me to, to not all of this to not happen and I had a baby, I would have had my child and I would have raised my child and I would be happy for my child. But that is not the case. Right. Right. And so um, I, I believe that sometimes the Lord allows um, these situations to happen to us so that we have another testimony so that our faith is stronger so that we know that, you know, he can and he will. And so even though, as you said, you weren't really looking for another child, but I am certain that this testimony has made you so much stronger because as you said before, you could have died and you should have died. And you know, it was, it was, it was just something powerful that God did for you in your life. And I'm grateful that you came on and that you shared with us um, this evening, because we were talking before we came on here. And I was saying to you that I feel like there are so many other people who in what they consider to be old age, they might have gotten pregnant and they're not so happy about it and one of the things that I learned from your story is that it's okay not to feel that instant happiness especially after you've had children before and you feel like you're at a stage now where you're finished you know it's okay but however way it turns out God is still in the midst to take care of you he's still there to to just see you through it. And even if, as you said, the child had come to fruition and was born, you would have still loved your child. You would have still cherished your little one and you know, just be happy. But I'm giving God thanks that you are still here. And so just before we close out, I always read a little poem at the end, just to affirm and to reassure that Um, whatever it is that we go through there is always a light at the end of the tunnel and this poem is called miracle by 
Nikki Banas, and it says, it's a beautiful miracle to be alive in this world. Our chances of being here are nearly zero, but here we are. So live the life you want to live. Dare to chase the impossible and make it become possible. Do the things you've always wanted to do. Be scared and nervous and unsure and do it anyways, because why not? Why not go for your dreams in this miraculous world? Why not try to leave a lasting mark on the world for generations to come? Why not go for a life full of joy and magic and love? So Sister Edwards, thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you so much for sharing your story of, of triumph, of miracle, of how the Lord brought you through a very, what could have been a very hard situation. You know, you could not have been here today, but here you are. And so I am grateful and I'm glad that you came on and that you shared. And for those of you out there who are listening, who might have felt the same way about a pregnancy, or perhaps you've gone through a miscarriage that was very devastating for you. Sister Edwards was reminding us tonight that God still is in the miracle working business, that he can still bring you through no matter how difficult your situation is. Thank you so much for joining us. And please continue to you. You are welcome. It, it was so great to have you tonight. It was just a sweet little story. And I'm so <laughs> grateful that you were here. So okay, my dear. <laughs> thank you so much for coming. Man, I just want to tell, I just want to say that the Lord was with me through the whole experience and uh -huh. i know that if it was his will the baby would have been here and yes. i the fact that i was so dismayed in the beginning i know that eventually you know i would have you know yes. grown to love my child because yes. i love the two that i have currently and mm -hmm. uh, you know it's just a lot we just have to allow him to work out things that sometimes some things happen to us that we do not expect Yes. But we have to just allow him to work it because if we just continue to leave it in his hand, he will mm -hmm. always be not through. He will. Amen. Indeed. Okay. So thank you guys for joining us again. Um, continue to stay with us for more episodes to come, more episodes of triumph, of miracle, of God just working things out for his people. I am your host, Navita Milton Riley. And until we meet each other again, God bless you.